the Rainmaker Evolution to increase freedom, create momentum, and embrace simplicity in your financial services practice. You're listening to the Rainmaker Evolution podcast with Joel Johnson, certified financial planner, co-founder of Johnson Brunetti, author of The Money Map, and leader of the Rainmaker Evolution Mastermind Group. And now, here's Joel. Hey, everybody. It's Joel Johnson here with another Rainmaker Evolution podcast. I know it's been a while. But um, what we're going to do is I'm going to start putting out podcasts more often, but I think they're going to be shorter. I'm just going to give you little nuggets that you can listen to in 10 minutes or so that are things that I'm thinking of that we're dealing with at the company, real-life examples. Sometimes I won't be giving you answers. I'll be giving you questions, but hopefully just some things to think about to, oh, I don't know, uh, rejuvenate your practice. God, I hate that word practice. You know, I don't like the word practice because it sounds like we we just um, work and we don't own a business. So rejuvenate your business. How's that? Things to rejuvenate your business, maybe give you a little more energy, maybe give you a little bit of a different way to think about things. So today what I want to talk about is people, uh, the two differences or two main differences in people. And I was thinking about this the other day because of an incident that happened. I'm going to let you know what the incident was a little while uh, in a little while. But uh, two types of people we're going to talk about. The people that like dealing with the unknown, the people that thrive in dealing with um, not knowing the outcome of something that they're involved in. And then people that want to know, that are almost crippled uh, and cannot move forward unless they know what the outcome's going to be. And in your business, if you have employees, maybe even in your personal life, but let's just talk about the business for a minute. If you have employees, I think you have these two types of employees. And I think it's important as we learn to communicate and work with people that we have an understanding of what type of person are they? Are they the type of person that thrives by not knowing what the result is going to be and they kind of look at life as an adventure and let's just see what happens and figure out as we go along? That's how I am because I'm such a high quick start on the Colby. Or are they people that kind of get frozen until they know what the outcome is going to be? So let me give you a real live example of something that happened in our business a little while back. As you know, we do a ton of workshops. I love doing workshops. And we've got three other people, myself, uh, other than myself, uh, Eric, uh, Heath, and, um, uh, and Ken now do workshops. And so we kind of got it down to a science. And uh, we're mailing a little bit extra. We're doing a follow-up postcard right now. I'll talk about that in the Rainmaker group when we get together. Some of the things we're doing to increase attendance. But uh, from time to time, we have a workshop that is going to have low attendance. And I really don't want to, nor do I want my advisors to do workshops with seven, eight, nine people in them. It's just, it's embarrassing. It makes you feel small time. It makes you look bad to the rest of the people in the crowd that you can't draw more people than that. Um, It's not the image that we want to convey. And quite frankly, uh, I would rather have my guys uh, home at night with their families than doing a workshop with nine people. So we had a situation where we found out that uh, we did a mailing. It had three nights on it. And one of the nights with about a week, uh, nine days to go, only had seven people signed up. And of course, people are still getting, um, you know, th- we might get some more signups, but we only had seven people. So what's the best we're going to do there? Maybe 15, 16 people signed up and a few no-shows. We're going to have a room with 12 or 13 people. So I said, well, we're going to cancel that night. We're going to move those people to another night. So again, we've got three nights on an invitation. One of the nights is very low attendance. We're going to move those people to another night. 
and I said, but don't shut off the reservations that are coming in to the reservation service. Let them keep taking the reservations and we'll just move the people because we have a better chance of moving the people with a phone conversation or an email than the reservation service does moving them. So you understand what we're doing here. We've already decided to cancel a night, but we're going to let the telephone reservation service for the workshop continue to take reservations for that night. Now, one of my guys in the room smiled. He thought that was a great idea and that was kind of a good thing to do. There were two people in that room when I said that that just couldn't I mean, they kind of could wrap their brains around it, but they would have never thought of that. The first, Their first instinct was, well, let's tell the reservation service to stop taking reservations. Just tell them that night's closed. Well, why would we do that? Uh, we have a lot better chance if somebody calls in and says, I want Tuesday and we want to move them to Thursday. We have a lot better chance of doing that themselves. We'd rather have that reservation taken and let us try to move them. Big deal. It's an extra phone call or an email to them. And at the same time, we had people in that meeting that just thought, well, why, why would we do that? You know, that just, that's just, we've already decided to cancel the night. Well, think about why we would do that. We want the most attendance possible. And we want to let people mentally commit to the workshop and then we'll try to move them instead of being told, no, that one is closed. Though so they've called in for Tuesday, we're going to tell them now it's closed, the reservation service is. And they're going to try to move them. Doesn't make any sense, right? Ho hopefully you're tracking me here. I know this is going back and forth a little bit. So, how does that relate to what I'm talking about with this known and unknown? Well, the two people in the room that were just going to assume that we would just tell the reservation company not to take any more reservations, they wanted to deal with the known. They wanted they weren't thinking things through. They weren't thinking to the end goal and realizing that hey, yeah, it's not going to be perfect. We might have a couple people that we have to chase down or whatever. Um, but they weren't thinking through what the end goal is. The end goal is to have as many people in the workshop as possible. So they were much more comfortable with knowing how everything was going to turn out, with having it all set up in advance, not making any last-minute changes, not having to scramble a little bit, maybe not having somebody have an uncomfortable conversation where somebody's uh, disappointed because we let them you know, make a reservation for the Tuesday workshop and a day later we're trying to move them to Monday. Um, and yet the people that are comfortable with the unknown, they don't care about all that. They want the end result, and they say, well, we'll figure it out as we go along. I don't know what we're going to say to the people, but we'll figure it out. So that's an example of the two different types of people. And I think it's important that you realize if you have people in certain positions, like I have a woman named Christine Hurley who does a great job managing all our workshops, but she's really organized and she wants the end in mind. She's going to have a hard time thinking like I do when I'm just looking at the end result and we'll figure it out when we get there if there's a problem. We don't need to know that in advance. She's very uncomfortable thinking like that. I love thinking like that. So if you think about your employees right now, you have certain people that want to know the outcome, and you have certain people that don't care if they know the outcome. They'll figure it out as they go forward. And I think one of the keys in our businesses as we continue to grow, hopefully you're in the growth world, is figuring out how to give certain assignments to people based on whether they want to operate in the known or the unknown, and making sure that you're able to communicate with people and let them know the reasons why you want to do something. See, people that want to operate in the known, they just want to know the re they really need the reasons behind something when you're going to put them in a situation that may be a little out of their comfort zone. I'll give you one other quick example, and I think you're getting the point. We have begun to double book appointments because right now our leads are just kicking butt. We started this week, as I record this, 
with 71 brand new appointments. That doesn't include closing appointments and it doesn't re include reviews. So I've got seven advisors. They all have at least 10 appointments on their calendars on average. So 71 brand new appointments. So now we're doing workshops this week and, and you know next week's pretty full and the following week's starting to fill up and now do we want to book people out three weeks from now when we do a workshop? Absolutely not. So I've told my team start double booking greens. The greens are the new prospects that come in for their first meeting. We know statistically that about a third of the new appointments, the brand new first appointments, don't show up when they're originally scheduled. So no, why not play the odds a little bit? And instead of booking a brand new person that wants an appointment three weeks from today, let's put them in next week and double book them. And we'll figure it out when we get there. Well, uh, here we are again. We're in, this, we're in this zone of having a situation where we don't know the outcome. We don't quite know how we're going to handle it. It might get a little messy. Somebody might get upset. You might blow an appointment somewhere. An advisor has two people sitting in the waiting room and they can only see one at a time versus having it all cookie cutter neat. But how hard is it to sell somebody that asked for an appointment today and they don't come in for three or four weeks? That's really tough. So had a conversation with Jordan, who's one of our appointment setters, and she goes, well, what are we going to want to do? What are we going to do here, you know, if both these people show up? Because when you call to confirm, sometimes you can't move them. They, they want to, uh, you have to leave a message, right? Well, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. The alternative is worse. The alternative is somebody comes to a workshop last night. We're not going to see him for a month. We know the statistical probability of that person closing. So we double book some appointments. I've got seven advisors and seven offices. We'll kind of figure it out. If I've got somebody double booked tomorrow, I might slide that appointment over to another advisor if it's possible. We might call and leave a message and say, could you just come in a half hour later? Um, it's, yes, it's going to get a little messy. But if you're respectful the way you deal with people and you explain to your team, this is why we're doing this so everybody can do better, especially if your appointment setters are bonus by first appointments kept, I think it's all going to work out better. So think about that a little bit. I gave you a lot of, you know, I kind of got down into the weeds there. But what we're talking about is the difference in people, people that love and thrive on dealing with the unknown, like me and maybe some of you. Other people that want to have everything all laid out. Understand the differences and appreciate the differences in people so you can run your teams better and make sure those people that want to deal with the known, when you throw a curveball at them, you give them the reasons and you talk them through it. They're going to be a little more comfortable dealing in this world that they like to try to avoid. So again, Joel Johnson, Rainmaker Evolution. We so look forward to seeing you in a few weeks for our next Rainmaker meeting. Those of you that are in the elite group, um, and uh, we're going to have some new members of the elite group next year. We're excited about that. Um, we continue to evolve that group into much more of a sharing group, a mastermind group. Uh, I'm excited. This has been a challenging year uh, this year, and we've learned some great lessons here at Johnson Brunetti, and we're going to be sharing those. I want you to come with your lessons to share to the next meeting. Uh, compliance, a quick compliance thing. Um, I didn't talk about business at all or selling at all or product at all, but uh, still run anything that you get in ideas by your compliance people. I am not responsible for your compliance. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon.